Everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from dark and stormy Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about a horrible Mormon ritual. No, no. Called a uh, Blessed Time. <laughs> In the in in the life in the yearly life of every Mormon, oh, called tithing settlement. Yeah, it's when the it's the shakedown. The 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 reaper <laughs> comes to exact his toll. Yes, oh. uh, this is a this is a glimpse into why. Let me tell you something: there is not a church on this earth that gets its money better than the Mormon Church. Well, actually, that leads into a story of mine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, why don't you dive in then? <laughs> if we're going to do segues, let's yeah. segue. That actually leads in lovely uh, to um, a story about a very angry pope. Uh-oh. Not our, not the current pope, oh. but the Pope Emeritus. Oh. Pope Benedict. One Mr. Benny. The, and and, and I, I'm sure it comes as no surprise that he's angry oh. about something. Well, about everything. I mean, if you look at his face, he's clearly always angry. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Either that or those Prada shoes just do not fit right. Yeah. Well, right now he is uh, directing his anger toward the German uh, church tax. Oh. Uh, because he is he's, he's upset at the Catholic practice in Germany yeah of uh basically uh what's it called when you uh kick someone out uh oh. of a church like uh uh, uh you, you kick them out. What is the word? <laughs> Why can't we think of it? What is the we word? Are, we are both completely... Dry. It's excommunication. Excommunication! Yes. Yay! There were people yelling in their cars, Excommunication! <laughs> um, and uh, so the church excommunicates people who opt out of the church tax. Now the way to now now, oh. now the church tax is obligatory. If you remember the Catholic Church or any Protestant church... It, they will take it. It's the, not the, only the, it's not only obligatory. It's automatic. It's something where yeah. like if your parents decided that you were Catholic when you're right. when you're zero years uh -huh. old, then when it comes time for you to have a job, if you, they they will tax you and give it to the Catholic Church. Right. You have to explicitly opt out. And so the only way out of paying the church tax yes. automatically is to file. With the government. Right. And say that you are not Catholic. Right. Which the Catholic Church takes umbrage. And says, and well, says fine, well, then, we don't like you either. <laughs> yeah. And, and, they, so and they excommunicate. They excommunicate wow. them or kick them out of, like, uh, they cannot receive. Well, if they're excommunicated, then, of course, they can't receive sacrament of uh, penance or the Eucharist or... Uh, confirmation. Oh, they the don't get that. Cannot be anointed. They don't get that shitty uh, cracker and the wine. No, no oh. more, no more. Oh. And uh, so, yeah. However, uh, the uh, the Catholic Church in Germany has an income of more than five billion euros. Holy shit! Every year from the tax, and uh, and Benedict thinks that this whole the whole practice surrounding the whole thing is terrible. 
the compulsory nature of it is terrible. Whoa! And uh, he thinks that the, let's see, he says, um, I do not think there should be a church tax. No, wait. I do not think that there should not be a church tax, but the automatic excommunication of those who do not pay is not sustainable, I think. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. It's and funny he's because. German. It's, yeah. Yeah. Ratzinger. Yeah, Ratzinger. It is interesting. You know, when I said that Mormons are most effective at getting their money, it, that's before it becomes obligatory. Like, <laughs> get the government involved, and yeah, it's a different story. But yeah, I mean, that shows them an, an, an amount of integrity, doesn't it? It does. Say, and because any Catholic living in a, a country that does not have this uh, state-sponsored tax. Yeah. Well, he compares Italy. He says that uh, the, the, the revenue that they have um, is more than five times that which is collected by the Catholic Church in Italy. Right. Uh, which has twice the number of Catholics, but it's a voluntary system. Right. So Italy. Right. Italy doesn't, doesn't have the fifth the money. Right. For the, for the Catholic Church. I I think I, it's interesting. A I do object wholeheartedly to the the state getting involved in oh, the collection yeah. of the of yeah, a church's bad. money. Bad. Uh, I think that that is that that's uh, unconscionable. Uh huh. Um, however, at least he's saying, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be like so shitty about letting uh, uh, you know because Catholics all over the world don't pay yeah. and are still allowed to do all of the things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not the Germans. No, they're very organized. Nine. They, 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 they are. But uh, so th wait, this is, this can is he man. do anything? He says, could he make a, a rule? He's a he's a pope. I well, wonder if he could make he's a an rule. Emeritus pope. He's still a pope. He, yeah, but he's not going to wade into that. He knows sort of. He knows better. He knows better. But he should do it anyway. He's I'd love to. Gonna, see. He's just, I want a pope off. I want a pope down. Yeah. Well, Where his his poping comes in conflict with that's not going to happen another pope because strangely there's a photo of him with francis and francis has the the fancy hat on and benedict's looking all sort of humble in his uh in his uh in his little yarmulke there in his yarmulke and uh uh like white suit he looks like he's going to the, he's a mormon general authority going to the temple in that thing yeah but anyway uh he uh he he says that he has a lot of like that a lot of people in the German Catholic Church do not like him. Oh, uh, yeah. That he had that uh, he says that there are lies that have been mounted against him by some of his countrymen against Ratzinger against Ratzinger because uh, he removed the phrase "perfidious Jews" from the <laughs> traditional Good Friday <laughs> prayer. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> Wait, deceitful okay. Jews. Okay, was taken out. Wait, which prayer? What was this? It's a traditional from? Good Friday prayer. Okay, so a, I, I, I have to process this. A, there was a prayer mm. up when Ratzinger was pope. Yeah. Well, yes. Up until this time, like so recently, that included the phrase "perfidious Jews." Jews. Yeah, it was tradition. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was horrible tradition. <laughs> Okay, so but, cool. There, he, so he eliminates a little bit of racism, and then Germans uh -huh. 
are like, no, fuck that. We need the we need to be insulting the Jews in our prayer. Why yeah. are you Why are you taking away? Hello, our Jew insulting. It's all we've got. <laughs> it's our favorite thing to insult the it's, Jews. It's part of their heritage. Yeah, I wonder. They what love it. Perfidious is in German. Perfidious. 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 I wonder what that is in German. Because uh, I know what Jews is. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, that's horrifying. And so now he thinks that they they're mad at him. Like apparently he's pissed off the Nazis. <laughs> and now and now he's pissed <laughs> them off some more because now they don't get to they don't even he they may not even get to kick out the 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 guys who don't pay up. Yeah, no, it's uh, wow, it's they, amazing. They got a racket going in Germany. He, uh, I don't know. He's kind of an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there was there's there's some integrity there. Maybe that happened. Maybe. Have you heard of the Temple Mount? Um, what in in Jerusalem? In Jerusalem, okay. There is a a a a, a beautiful beautiful uh bump mount in the in the uh, topography okay upon which currently sits do you know what sits upon the temple mount currently the dome of the rock uh no it's the uh the muslim uh uh thing the mosque the okay. al Asqa mosque oh okay however this is a site that is also very important to uh, the Jews. Uh huh. Um, yeah. the 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 Western Wall sits uh, directly next to it. Uh, this is this is like I. It is my feeling that ninety percent of the Jewish Muslim problem that's happening in the Middle East uh-huh. is because they have they they're they have the same holy sites. Uh, yeah. If they I could know. just if they could just like move holy sites. Clone them to 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 you know to their neutral corners. <laughs> Half of this shit would be just done. Yeah. Well, uh, the Jews are not mad, are are not happy because something has happened there, and of course, it's always like shots are fired in every every direction, M- uh. metaphorical and probably non metaphorical shots are fired in every direction mm. in this in this conflict all the time. Metaphorical shots, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the UN. An agency of the UN um, has this. I guess this is the United Nations cultural arm well, passed okay. passed a resolution on uh, just this week, um, basically saying, and and mind you, it passed twenty twenty four to six, but with twenty six abstentions. Oh my! Um, which condemns Israel uh, Israel's escalating aggressions at the Temple Mount. Oh, okay. Uh, it is the her- third holiest site in Islam. Yeah, that's true. Uh, apparently, they rank holiness of sites. That's the thing that they do. Yeah. That's the thing that the Jews do as well. The Western Wall being the holiest of the Jewish sites, I think. Really? Something like that. A wall. It's a wall. <laughs> it's a very, very important wall. Well, I think Mormons have that, don't they? Catholics have it. Well, well, a lot of religions have like that. Mormons don't have it. I mean, Mormons have like Everybody culturally knows the cultural temple downtown is the holiest of all the temples. It's the well, best of all. It the is temples. the one you want. I mean, if you're getting married and you do it in like you know 
one of the one of one of the uh, peripheral temples but in Salt Lake. The, it's where like the general authorities meet. Yeah, all that crap. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so they kind of have that, but the Catholics they definitely have that, don't they? I mean, anyway, you'd, it's, you'd it's, think it's not that pertinent to your story. So no, um, <laughs> you may. Yeah. So me. so anyway, uh, Jewish groups are livid. Oh, no, because. A, they're getting called out for their aggression, and they hate that. Um, yeah, no. They, I mean, do this is in call, Jerusalem. Do so not call them aggressive. Right, right, exactly. No, 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 no. that's that's. We're just responding to them," said everyone in this conflict. Always. <laughs> we're not aggressive. They're the ones. Um, but then there's also this this whole problem of the resolution that the uh, that the UN passed hmm. doesn't mention the Jewish claim to this site at all. They oh, call it by no. its, they call it by its, uh, its Muslim name. Uh, the, uh, they call it by its Arabic name, the Al Shal Haram Al Sharif. No. Um, and they, uh, yeah. And, and they, they don't ever mention, uh, they don't mention the Jewish connection to the land. So, Oh my goodness. So of course the, uh, the American Jewish committee, uh, uh, President uh, da- or CEO out. David Harris said, this is another attempt to undermine the very foundation of the state of Israel and document and the documented age old historical Jewish connection to the land. Oh. This is, by the way, the mount, the hump, the hill, <laughs> theoretically, upon which Abraham went to uh, murder his son, Isaac. It's a holy, holy mountain. Yeah, mount. I, I mean, not mount, there's no one of the no most, second syllable. One there. of the most famous almost murders happened there. So, <laughs> but mind you, that is an important um, little bit of of fake history that happened in Judaism, in Christianity, in Islam. All of those guys mm-hmm. are very happy to talk. They love Abraham. Mm-hmm. All oh, three of those. Likes Abraham was very popular. He was he very was very popular figure, progenitor of the uh, of the cutting off the the pieces of penis. Everybody loves that. He Everybody was, got super into that for a long, long time. Yeah, no, that it was kind of his master stroke, <laughs> or his prevention of lots of master stroking. Oh, <laughs> anyway, grumpiness, Aww. grumpiness in Jerusalem. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Yeah. Well, I got grumpy. Oh, good. Do you want Do you want some more grumpy? Yeah, let's get grumpy. Oh, my God. So there was this government report that came out. Yeah. Titled, uh, Peaceful Coexistence, colon, Reconciling Non-Discrimination Principles with Civil Liberties. Or Civerties. Civerties. That's what I'm going to call them from now on. Okay. Civerties. Um, yeah, so let's process that. Okay. Reconciling non-discrimination principles with civil liberties. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, I can see right now that we've got a problem. Because what about my right to discriminate? Yeah. Well. How do we reconcile it? That's, that is an important issue. Uh-huh. Right? Right. When one, uh, so, so this, this is really a report that's on, uh, that's about how to balance um religious freedom with civil liberties and who who issued this report the government of the united states of america jesus christ <laughs> okay <laughs> and, 
And so instead, instead of saying religious freedom, reconciling religious freedom with civil liberties, mm-hmm. they chose to say reconciling or non-discrimination principles with civil liberties. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, so you can understand that perhaps some of the <laughs> believers in this world, in this country, uh, such as the Mormon Church, but uh, my God, the list of uh, outraged religious groups—it's uh-huh. uh, basically everyone signed on to uh, a uh, uh, a letter. Uh, that represents uh, Catholics, Jewish, Muslims, Hindus, uh, the Black Church. Yeah. I don't know why that, okay, uh, and other institutions. Um, saying basically, they're 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 calling into question this uh, this assertion that, uh, and this is this is in the report. Okay, um, that that phrases. Uh, the phrases religious liberty and religious freedom. Um, oh, no, no. This is in their letter about it. Um, the phrases religious liberty and religious freedom will stand for nothing except hypocrisy. So long as they remain code words for discrimination, intolerance, racism, sexism, homophobia, Islamophobia, Christian supremacy, or any form of tolerance. Whoa. The, okay, okay. I'm totally fucking up who said that. That came from the commission chairman, Martin Castro. Sure. Who said that. So this whole thing of code words, right? Right. Religious liberty and religious freedom are code words for discrimination, intolerance, racism, sexism, right. blah, 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 blah. Right. Because we have this standing huge... behind these, the, 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 the religious liberty in right. order to discriminate. Right. Absolutely. And I agree with that. Yeah. However, um, the... It goes on to call the, the or the report calls uh, uh, their actions and attitudes as you know racist and phobic, um, and uh, so forth and so on. So it's the, it's a really interesting thing, and I, and and so I'm reading it and I'm like, yeah, of course, we've said this a thousand times on this show that 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 people who are denying uh, pizza to the public, right to the gay public on the grounds of religious liberty, right? Right. Uh, no, they're just trying to discriminate. And if you open your doors to the public, if you're open for business, then you have to be open for business for everyone because that's just how we run this country. Right. right? And so I easily fall on that side. And I, yeah. I, I get that argument. However, if you're trying to have a discussion, if you're trying to have dialogue and trying to figure out how to actually balance two sets of values that are sometimes at odds with each other. Sure. Religious freedom is sometimes at odds with civil liberties. Right. 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 And so I don't know that it was prudent on, on the part of the people who wrote this, this report, no matter how accurate it might be to not have been more careful with their choice of words. I don't know. Here's where I mean because they're being they honest, just ali- but they just alienated. Great, fuck them. Really? Here's why. Okay. Here's where I'm coming from. You remember last week when we were talking about all those videos that were leaked out of the the Mormon Church? Mm-hmm. Um, one of them 
and I didn't mention this one last week. I don't know why. I, it just didn't come to my mind. One of them was uh, former governor of Utah, Mr. Mike Levitt. Yes. And uh, and also former, uh, what was he, Secretary of Health and Human Services for a minute. And he was... Uh, Mike Levitt? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, a fairly big time politician, cabinet minister, et cetera, et cetera. Cabinet level person, not minister. We don't have those here. You know. <laughs> Cabinet secretary. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he was talking. Uh, so there's a video of him and and this guy who's who is a I think he was a, a Harvard professor and a Catholic. Mm-hmm. And they're all talking to the Mormon higher ups, and they're talking about preserving religious freedom. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about the the fight to do it, and they're talking about their own strategies for how they're going to do it, and blah blah blah. And all they're saying, they are not. They are saying exactly zero mm-hmm. that's actually related to any kind of religious freedom. Mm-hmm. All they're actually talking about, and I know that they think that they were talking about religious freedom, but all they're actually talking about is controlling other people. Mm-hmm. They're talking about uh, limiting. They're talking about uh, controlling access to abortion, mm-hmm. and they're talking about. And this is old, so this was before the Supreme Court. Uh, did its thing. Mm-hmm. They're talking about making sure that gay marriage doesn't go through. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with what they have the right to do within their church. Right. That would be religious freedom. Right. Religious freedom is what my church has the right or not right to do. Right. They're talking about how they can impose their religious ideals right. on the rest of the country. Right. So s- people need, and that, and that's all they kept saying. And they did not see it was clear because these are again the the beauty of these videos is that they are behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. They think they're talking to they they don't think anybody else is going to be able to hear it. Right. So they're talking openly and honestly, and it doesn't occur to any of them that this isn't that they're not actually talking about religious freedom. Right. None of them even knows that they're talk that they're using the wrong words. Right. And I haven't read the three hundred some odd pages of this report. Right. I'm just... What? I know. Crazy me. Why didn't you do your research for this, Frank? (laughs) I'm relying on media reports of... uh, About the outrage of what's in this report. So, how it's being reframed by the religious right, who might... Who we know, we know, are super uber sensitive about everything. They're little titty babies about the whole thing. (laughs) I mean, they just are. But... But yeah. this is this is what this is I think an example <clears throat> of how we shut down conversation in this country by getting too fussy about no, this is what I'm talking about, and no, this is what I'm talking about. And we're using the same words to mean two different things. And we're not willing to come into the middle and figure out the right set of words and define the terms in a way that we're able to actually have a conversation about what does it mean to have religious freedom and what does it mean to have civil liberties? I hear you. Right. And so, and I, and, and I hear your point and I, and I, and I, again, I, I, I think the, the reaction to this report has been on the side of outrage. Right. Right. And it hasn't been people necessarily defending the report and saying, no, what we're really saying is this. And you're only picking out that one paragraph where we say it like that. And well, oops, you know, but I don't think there's an oops. But what I'm saying is 
sometimes when one side of it has been controlling the conversation so well, yeah, you need to smack them. And then they say, <laughs> hey, you can't smack me. How yeah. dare you? And then, yeah. and then when they say that, you say, oh, really? Why not? And then they have to defend their position. Right. But that's not what's going to happen. Well, right. it's happening right now. Right. I'm calling on you, churches. I, defend your position. But here's the deal. Yeah. They don't feel like they're bigots. I know. Someone has to tell him in a way that they'll hear. <laughs> That's what I'm saying this is. This is this is somebody saying, oh, by the way, you're bigots. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Right. So we're just going to tell you that. And then we're going to talk about the issue of having, you know, your right to be a bigot. Right. But your right doesn't include the right to impose your bigotry on others. All right. We'll see how this shakes out. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Because you and I have so much control over the world. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story about a Norwegian man. We have uh, many listeners in Norway. Heard a story about one uh, just recently. Okay. Uh, This Norwegian, uh, you know, Shakespeare called them Norwayans, and I really liked that. Mm. The Norsk people, Mm. of course. Um, They were, uh, so there's this guy uh, in Norway. His name was... Uh, Rolf Eric Eichermo, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was he uh, a young man in his thirties, I think, who uh, unfortunately developed a, a fatal cancer. Mm. Uh, and he, what's fun about him is that there was a, there's a TV show in Norway that uh, the name of which I will not be attempting. To pronounce? Oh, okay. Or maybe I will because it's fun. It's called Folke Opelissing Engine. What a beautiful word. It's a a lovely language. Yeah. Okay. And you do it such justice. Thank you. You know what? You will do better. Here, why don't you you pronounce it? It's it's just above the cursor here. They don't. They they have a crazy looking language, Dan. No, no, no. It's, it's, It's all letters you know. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> a great show, clearly, obviously, a very good show. Um, and this show uh, frequently, apparently, takes on woo, takes on, uh, oh. it, it takes a skeptical view of, uh, of the crazy that's out there in the world. Well, why didn't they just say that? <laughs> they did. heard of him. I don't think that's the thing, Dan. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what that means. Uh-huh. In uh, in the Norsk language. Oh, that's nice. Um, okay. So, before he died, Eikemo uh, uh, wrote something on a piece of paper and sealed it in an envelope and oh, put no. it in a safe. <gasps> and then they in, then this TV show invited psychics from all over the world to intuit to uh, to sort out what he had written. Mm. Uh, and and two thousand people heard the call, and uh, and 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 uh, and you know emailed in with their their thoughts and with a unified voice. Yes, they all wrote they, the same they thing. Said the same thing. No, but you'd think two thousand two thousand guesses as to what he wrote on his piece of paper. Somebody might get there. Mm. And then, and what's great about that is that there's no downside for a psychic. If a psychic writes in and doesn't get it, they're just one of you know two thousand people, right. and nobody will even know their name. Right. But if they get it, right, 
They're famous forever. Oh, my God. So 2,000 people write in. Uh, none of them got it. Oh, no. No. It turns out that when they actually opened the, uh, the envelope, what he had written <laughs> delightfully, in my estimation, was, quote, Two ME-110 Messerschmitt planes fly over Gansfjord on April 9th, bank west, and fire on Sola Airport. Wow. That's very... <laughs> wow. Yeah. And nobody got that? Right? That's really... It's so easy. So easy. I could have got that. It's... Uh, yeah. That was like... that was. I mean, it wouldn't have been my first guess. Right. But I mean, it would have been in my top 10. Sure. Right in there. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably weren't, you could have probably written in 10 times with each of your top 10. And the one about the, the fighter planes, they would have been like, oh, shit. Yeah. Frank knew. Oh. Yeah, no, apparently no one even came I close. I see fighter planes. I see. I see. I see uh, uh, some sort of attack. Yeah, there's a, the, now, oh, which, the, which, the, the, which direction a, are they heading? Let me go into the cockpit real quick. Okay, looks like they're heading <laughs> north. Nope, nope, nope. We've banked west. We're going west now. Yeah, yeah. nope, nobody got it. Uh, one of the, yet again, one of the a billion times that, you know, someone's done an experiment where we try and get any sort of uh, verifiable uh, proof that psychicism could be real. The psychic world doesn't want to be proven, Dan. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. It works really hard yeah. not to be proven. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's God. God doesn't want... He doesn't want you to know. He wants you to, to have that trial of faith. Faith is not a perfect knowledge. No. It's not, in part because it's not real. And that, yeah. and that makes it very imperfect. Dan, don't say these things. <laughs> don't, don't. Please don't. Okay. All right, Dan. Yeah. Uh, InterVarsity. InterVarsity. InterVarsity Christian Fellowship USA. Okay. It's a uh, large, it's a, it's a ministry, right? Yeah. Operating on um, almost 700 college campuses nationwide. Yeah. Um, I like that they officially counted at 667 college <laughs> I doubt there were ever 666. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, they, uh, they've received some backlash this week, Dan. Oh, no. Horrible, horrible backlash because they have announced that they would begin, uh, quote, involuntarily terminating employees who hold a theological position supporting gay marriage. Oh, that's actually. So they're not going to kick you out because you're gay. They're not going to kick you out because you performed a gay marriage. You're they're going to kick you out because you found a way because your theology theology to support wow. gay marriage. And so you cannot be a member of a church mm. that would, you know, that, that's bless okay with it. Right. A gay marriage. And you can't right? you can't just have come to that on your own. I, you know what? I think God would be okay with this. I think that, you know, the God that I love and worship Excuse me. Whew. That was disgusting. Man. I just had a little, little burp attack there. The God that you worship, he he would he would be fine with gay people being married. It's just love. Love yeah. is love. God is love. Yeah. No. Not yeah. No. 
That is rejected. These students on these uh, 666 campuses cannot have their minds warped by the likes of you, Dan. Agreed. And so you are going to be purged. Purge me, baby. Purge me. From InterVarsity Christian Fellowship USA. Um, A group of, I guess, uh, InterVarsity also publishes books. Mm-hmm. And so a group of Christian authors have written in a letter and uh, they're saying that they are concerned about this policy. Mm. Um, As friends of IVCF, this letter comes from a place of deep sorrow. Oh, no. This is not an attack on IVCF or the important work IVCF does. Rather, it is an invitation for unity and diversity, something many of us have learned through the embodied credibility of ICVF. Are they saying anything here? I'm, I, I can't really <laughs> pick out what they're not saying. Yet. They haven't really gotten to um, anything yet. The new policy, which excludes many Christian siblings and silences sincere disagreement, contradicts InterVarsity's values of authentic community, loving kindness. That's one word, by the way. Inte- intellectual rigor and abundant grace. If not change, we fear for the future of the organization. Blah, 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 blah. Well, blah. here's what I was going to so say. They're, so from amongst their their supposed ranks, sure. these are alumni of IV, IVCF, um, people yeah. who've written for them, people who are involved in their community, and they're saying in droves that this is a terrible policy. Well, I was what I was going to say, and I agree with them on this point, because what I was going to say is, good, I'm glad they have this policy, because... The longer an organization has a policy like this, the less likely they are to be able to uh, convince anyone to stay in their organization. No, that's true. Because these, uh, because as we've seen, everybody's getting on board the gay train. Mm. It's taking a lot longer for some. You know, there's, there are plenty of feet draggers. But choo-choo, all aboard! We're leaving the station here, kids. Woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> and it is rainbow colored and fabulous. Uh, yeah. So the gay train. Okay, good. Proceed. Yeah. Just couldn't let that pass. No, the gay train is a beautiful thing. <laughs> but everybody, but like everybody eventually is going to have a cousin, an uncle, a brother, a sister, a sa- you know, whatever mm. that's gay that they love. Eventually that will just happen. And, uh, and, and those that don't, you know, society's just already changed. Like in our lifetime. Mm, now I know. It's it's happening. So right. yeah, go ahead and hold on to your bigoted views. You'll be popular for sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to take us to Brookville, Indiana. And I think that you and I talked about Brookville uh, years ago. Uh-huh. A couple of years ago. Because uh, they ha- there was a, a whole dust-up involving a nativity scene that for year that for 50 years oh. would go up on the uh on on the courthouse grounds oh in uh, in Brookville a, a lovely nativity what a wonderful tradition Is, how did that get started <laughs> well i didn't i've never heard of such a thing uh, wait so this is a it was on the city grounds on on the courthouse on the courthouse grounds every every december 
lovingly placed there. Oh, that's downright charming. Isn't it just? Oh. And yet... That should spread. They should start doing that in other places. (laughs) Really, really should. Except that there are these dastardly devils called the Fuvurf. Oh, no! Who have, uh... Who, who who fight tooth and nail against this thing. <laughs> oh. And of course, the Fufur... F- Just getting in the way of fun, Dan. Right. Uh, the So this is the FFRF. We haven't really discussed the Fufur f- much lately. We need to have uh, have our friend on from the Fufur. F- yeah. yeah. We're yeah, bad we about that. We Sorry do. about that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, the, uh, the Freedom from Religion Foundation in, uh-huh. in 2014, I think. Yeah. Uh, sued them. Or, yeah, a few years back. Filed a lawsuit. I mean, of course, first they sent letters, and then the blah, blah, blah. So eventually they filed a lawsuit saying, hey, I uh, can't do that. How about not? Um, which basically got... So then what ended up happening was that the Franklin County Board of Commissioners adopted a new policy, turning the grounds into a, quote, public forum, which uh, which is one of the outcomes that the FUFRF gets, which means that anybody can put their thing on the lawn. Okay. But it does draw a bunch of problems. And this theoretically would be where, like, the Satanic Temple or whatever would Would waltz in and step in. However, they, they, they added the caveat that only county citizens would be allowed to access the courthouse grounds. Um, Ooh, that's getting tricky. Well, I mean, okay. that, uh, to me, that's fair play. The Fuffer sued over that one, too, but lost. Because, really? Because, yeah, it's fair play to say this is a county facility... Only county citizens can put stuff up on it, which uh, which they thought would protect. We allow them. free speech only for our residents, right? I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it's I mean, it, I don't care if they lost. It's, I don't know how it's, I feel it's about owned that. by the, the by the government that represents that group of people. Hmm. Anywho, uh, whether you agree with that or not, a, a judge did, uh, and that kind of put a stop to things for a minute there, because they didn't have, apparently have any residents that wanted to rock that boat right, okay. too hard. And then somebody did. Somebody put up, uh, last, last November, a local Fufurf member filed paperwork to put up a display um, that was basically called uh, Secular Nativity to Jesus, and it, or, or not to Jesus. Yes, to Jesus, I guess. It was a... Oh, next Oh, se- next to Jesus. Okay, got it. I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? It was, it's a secular thing. Mm. Um, it had, like, founding fathers. It had, like, Ben Franklin and oh. people s- sort of standing next to the uh, Statue of Liberty. It was, it's, I mean, about as non-offensive as you could possibly get. Certainly less offensive than a Baphomet sure. statue or yeah, whatever. Okay, okay. Um, Anyway, uh, this was uh, this very, very unoffensive thing was, however, enough to cause consternation and uh, and and frustration. Mm. And and anyway, uh, they voted the town council voted to uh, to ban all displays uh, from the grounds. Oh, my. And now they've taken it a step further and just made that permanent. We're just not going to have displays on the courthouse grounds. Oh. Which is, thank you, correct. You've an done end of you, tradition. You've Dan. done it correctly. An end of a beautiful tradition. A beautiful tradition. Uh, and for you know what? I'm just going to say this because there may be listeners who don't understand what what the objection would be to having. We always assume that everybody would just all of our listeners just get 
why you wouldn't want to have a nativity scene outside the courthouse. But I'm just going to, we'll just spell it out real quick because we never, because we never do. All right. Do it, Dan. Which is that any non-Christian walking into that courthouse has a reasonable, has a, has a, I think a reasonable, a good reason to question whether they will get a fair trial. You know what I mean? Or whether they will, whether they will be treated equally when they're walking into a building that clearly favors one religion over other religions or non-religion. Well, yeah. Okay. I think it would be a bigger reason than that, that it's just use of public lands and public space and how we use those shared spaces, you know? Sure. But I mean, I think part of it is, I mean, I, I, I hear your objection for like, um, 10 commandments being up in a courtroom sure, or even sort of permanently erected on, you know, the grounds leading up. But I would want the, the, the argument against it to be broader than that. So that it's not just, you know, somebody's feelings walking across a, you know. But I mean, that's what this is. This is the Second Amendment or First Amendment to the Constitution. Right. But it's about, it's about the, for me, I I think it's about the use of the land rather than creating, I don't know. It's a, well, I mean, because let's discuss what, what is the reason why we have in our First Amendment a separation of church and state. It's so that it's so that everyone can be uh, assured that they are represented equally right. by their government. Right. So then, what's the problem with a cross out on public land somewhere? It favors one religion over other religions or no religion. Right. But it's not about whether or not somebody coming across it, it you know, who's Hindu feels like they're misrep, you know, that they don't have a space in that little piece of land. No, it is about that. It is about. Uh, it is about the government saying, this is what we favor. It is about a statement by the government that favors one religion over other religions or non-religion. Right. Yeah. Which I think is part and parcel with what I said. You seem to think it's, it's, it's separate from what I said. I would just... No, nonetheless. Let's just move on. Well, if you kids want to have your say about why the fuck people shouldn't be putting up Jesus on the courthouse lawn... And you should. Uh, you can you can have your say. You can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yes. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIatheist, and click that like button. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. We sure will let you in because we want all of you there. Okay, Dan. Yeah? Got something to listen to. Oh, goody. Senor Glenn Beck. Ah. Uh, uh, he's been making some waves lately. He he doesn't like Trump. <laughs> well, <laughs> it leads him to say some things that are are strange. It makes me uncomfortable. From 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 Glenn Beck. How much I just how much I agree with with Glenn Beck on certain issues. That's for sure. My concern over this last weekend, paramount concern, we will survive Hillary Clinton because she's an outside force. She's an outside force. 
You don't survive what's happening right now. In our churches alone, you don't survive because the poison has come inside our churches. Our, our, our churches are saying, dismiss what he just did. Dismiss that. Okay, sure, he's never asked for forgiveness. Yes, he calls the sacrament a cracker. Yes, he, he brags about sleeping with a married woman. Yes, but this is more important. The church does not survive. The church, oppression, let them take away our tax status. Let them shut us down. Tell us we can't meet. Christianity is thriving in China because it's banned. Here it's dying because it's everywhere and it stands for nothing. Mm. We survive if the force is outside. We don't survive if the force is in. Um, the force is in. So I'm uh, everybody. Uh, let's just vote for Trump. Yeah. Well, it uh, sounds like uh, <laughs> yeah. Bad I know. For Honestly, Glenn Beck. Uh, if, if I believed Glenn actually, Beck's uh, assessment of of how a Trump presidency <laughs> would affect the church, I'd be like, yeah, he may cause World War Three, but maybe he'd actually like, like. Break up the church. Wow, the church. That'd be good. Know. The American church is all know. fucked. Now I gotta weigh things. That's a little. Yeah. No. It just break. totally. Yeah. Made me reconsider Whole everything. Whole world but, being kind of exploded, but the church goes away. He doesn't realize how compelling his argument <laughs> ends up being for Trump. Yeah. N- yeah. Huh. No. 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 We can't go there. First of all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's Glenn Beck. All that he says must be, you know, they say some people, you have to take what they say with a grain of salt. Mm. Glenn Beck, you just have to dismiss outright. <laughs> no matter what he says, you just dismiss it. That doesn't it, mean it, he's wrong or right. You just have to dismiss it. It is a little, he's, he, he does come from crazy town. He, he is, he, I think he's their mayor. <laughs> Glenn. Mayor Beck, Mayor Beck of crazy town. <laughs> The Honorable Mayor Gleneth T. Beckerson. Oh, he's a he's a peach. That one. Yeah, uh, we had some folks write into us. We did. Shall indeed. I uh, shall I shall I dive into that? Yes, please. Uh, hey guys, greetings from Alabama. Says Eva. Uh, I was listening to the October third episode where y'all talked about the lovely pyramid schemes. Ooh. Uh, we most certainly did not. We talked about multi-level marketing <laughs> schemes, and we will not be sued because. <laughs> We called them pyramid schemes, so, which they are have, definitely not. I have no clue what this uh, emailer is talking about. Right. We don't. We disavow uh, the, that notion. Anyway, uh, she goes on. Excuse me. She goes on. Um, I went to Catholic school growing up and quickly disliked most everything. Uh, sorry, most everyone after uh, leaving school. I became Facebook friends with a girl I went to school with and was pleasantly surprised that it seemed she had left religion behind as well. Uh, she was just into she was into just positive thinking and being a nice person. Oh God, hippies! Anyway, uh, which was great. About a year ago, her husband started sell her husband and she started selling Plexus, uh, which is apparently an MLM sort of thing. They have hmm. I did look them up. It seems to be Plexus, like lots of uh, lots of food supplements and stuff. It's going to make you healthy. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. Uh, her Facebook quickly became a re- recruiting tool for Plexus, oh, which was uh, somewhat annoying, but Deep was friend. okay. Right? Recently, 
She started talking about all the testimonials she had heard while with selling plexus and started connecting them to Jesus and God. She would make vision boards of things uh, her family wanted and Mm. write prayers on them. Mm. She has now said that she has found God again and because of selling, oh, has found God again because of selling and taking plexus. I guess plexus has become a very powerful tool for her. Uh, She has also mentioned uh, that vaccines are not needed if you take plexus and ask God for protection. Uh, We are not Facebook friends anymore. Yeah, it became well too done. much for me. Well done. Yeah, Smart. yeah. Good move. Uh, and she wouldn't stop apparently messaging Eva to become a Plexus girl. I love this whole vision boards with prayers written on it. Oh, them. yeah. Like stuff they want. Yeah. With prayers. Yeah. Man, that's fucked up. It's uh it you, you got to I mean, you got to cross your your streams with the woo. <laughs> You can't. You, gotta, you yeah. can't just you be. You're not supposed Catholic. to cross the streams. No, cross the streams. You got to get. You got to yeah. get your Catholicism mixed up with your uh, with your the secret, and then maybe throw some some Native American something or other in there. Mm, then that sounds nice. You're guaranteed to get whatever you want. That's uh, that's yeah. You're gonna that nice subdivision you've been eyeing. Cross the streams. Starting in the. Low 300s. Uh-huh. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. I hate those signs so much. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, hi, Frank and Nan, says Halle. Ah. I don't know that name. Uh, I thought you might find this story interesting. At the birth of my second son, I decided I was done procreating and wanted to have my tubes tied. I put, a, put in the request with my midwife who said that the hospital I had chosen would require approval before they would allow me to undergo that procedure. What kind of approval? Who would need to approve it, I asked. She told me that it was, uh, would, that it, she told me that first it would have to be approved by the board of directors of the hospital, then a priest, and then a nun had the final say. Just a nun. A a nun. Yeah. (laughs) She told me, I have to have a medical reason to have the procedure. Apparently, being a white heterosexual female with two children already was not enough to make this Catholic hospital happy. Uh, we decided I had postpartum depression, and I found out two months later I was approved. My holy fallopian tubes were removed two hours That's... after my son was born. Oh. Thank God. Wow! There are layers of people in control of your girly bits. That's awful. Good lord. Man, that that sucks. Welcome to a world where Catholicism uh runs all the hospitals. <laughs> uh do we have we have a voicemail, don't we? We do. We have a caller from uh from Michigan. Coo. Hey, it's Andy from Michigan again. Uh first of all, I want to say thanks to Trent for calling in. Uh, we need more people from Michigan to start harping on you guys to come out here. Uh, another thing is, what's, as fast as times are changing, uh, do you think that after whoever wins this election is done being president, do you think that by then the American public will be open to the idea of a non-religious candidate? And if that is true... What platform, what kind of platform do you think that they're going to need in order to win that election? Um, 
any Michigan listeners, don't fuck me on this. Let's get these guys out to Michigan. Uh, thank you, guys. Your podcast is amazing every day. Oh, well, thank you, Andy. Yeah, we'd love to go out to Michigan. You just, uh, you guys need to get together. Yeah, because right now we're not to the point yet where we're where, where yeah. we're going out on our own dime. We're working on that, and we'll get to that in a second. But he has a great question here. Yes, the question of <laughs> president. What would it take to basically? For, is it possible for for a, for for a non-believer? Yeah. Here's the deal. It's got to be somebody who's already. At a, at a good level, probably not a top level, it's but got a good a, level. It's got to be someone who can capture the imagination of the yeah. American people. And like it had to be like a Bernie Sanders. Almost. It would have to be this, this sort of, I would say, a very populist. A kind of out of figure. nowhere person, but someone who's almost unimpeachable in terms of their, uh, their, their history. Yeah. In terms of statements made. Mm-hmm. Like, someone, it can't be someone... <laughs> Who, you know, come October, suddenly there are going to be some videos emerging of them talking about, you know, uh, being okay with sexually assaulting people. <laughs> that right. that probably is not a good yeah. thing. Although, yeah. I, mean, I mean, we see that the, the far right is willing to vote for anyone right. on, on, on any grounds, just as long as it's not... That one. Right. Right. So it kind of has to be probably a perfect storm almost. It would have to be a very of, uh, yeah. objectionable I, people. I don't think it's far <laughs> off. To be honest with you, I don't think that it's far off that sec- the secular candidates will start being considered. And, that, yeah. and, and I, think that, I think that if there's one thing that we've learned uh, in the last uh, election cycle, it's that m- even the Republicans are starting to smell the notion that they're tying themselves that deeply to the religious right mm-hmm. isn't serving them very well. No, not at all. So I think I think religion will start to uh, lessen as one of the big talked about issues. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, maybe, maybe, but there could also be that pendulum might. Who knows where it is? Who and it's yeah. swing and it's a big which direction it's going. It's, it's a so, wild woolly world out there, people. American politics at that level is just I don't even know it's anymore. So weird. I mean, you never <laughs> the other thing is that like one of the ways that somebody can could capture attention is just by being like like Matt Damon could run for president and then and then all bets are off. Because you know, if you get a beloved actor. Yeah. Who knows what happens then? Well, you'd have he'd have to get lost first. <laughs> well, you'd have to he'd have to wander off. He's good at it, and we'd have to f- find him. We all have to. We have I to mean, mount some unbelievable rescue party. Yeah, and we'd all just have to fall in love with with the messages he's sending back. Yeah, honestly, uh, yeah. <laughs> Send Matt to the moon. Yeah. He'll come back president. <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> He will come back president. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had one more person write in. I've got Brittany uh, who says, Hi, my name is Brittany. I have some help for the listener who is about to move to Ogden. Ah, Remember okay. we had a listener write in who was going to move to Ogden, yeah, Utah? Yeah. I too, she says, am from California, born and raised entirely in Southern California, uh, and have just moved to Ogden for my husband's job. Oh, oh. look, they are the same. Wow. You are the same. <laughs> My husband and I are atheists. Uh, the biggest thing we don't uh, is we don't have kids. I'm 28. Uh, he is 33, which okay. really stands out here, mm. uh, as everyone has at least one kid. 
Mm. It's true. They hand them out. You mm. don't. You don't even have to like make them the natural way. They just give them out to you. They mm. go door to door. You got any kids? No. Here's one. Want it? Anyway, uh, some helpful tips. Uh, one, uh, it's much cheaper here in terms of food, gas, rent, etc. That's true. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, the people are super nice. That's usually true. Uh-huh. Three, uh, they drive as bad as Californians. Yeah, well, that might be mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, th- there is a surprising amount of non-Mormons here in Ogden, so finding a community is not difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, Salt Lake is only 40 miles away, which to those who haven't been to Salt Lake might not be as much of a selling point, but I got to tell you, I love this town. <laughs> I love this town. Um. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, she said, we get to play Ninja Atheist. Which is people assume we are religious, so they don't proselytize, and therefore no awkward, drawn-out conversations on your, at your door on Sundays. So she says, you'll be fine. Uh, and then, and then she has a message for us, Franklin. Oh, yeah. She says, love the show, Frank and Dan. When you guys do a meetup again da- down in Salt Lake City, I would definitely like to be there. Oh, fantastic. I think we should do that coming up fairly soon. It seems to be time. It seems to be about time. Yeah, maybe a Christ- Christmas sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe we can meet up and go. All, we'll all go to Temple Square together. Go caroling. <laughs> we should do some atheist caroling. Dead people we have not heard on high because people are gone once they go die. Uh, no, that doesn't work. Well, that's not, yeah, no. We'll but, figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got yeah, time. We got time. There are Christmas lights to look at, though. Yeah, You're we, right about that. That might be if fun. Nothing else. That might be fun. Get some uh, hot cocoa and spike it and walk around Temple Square. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. get drunk at Temple Square. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be really fun. All right. Uh, well, like, let's, uh, like Andy mentioned from the voicemail. Yeah. Um, we are looking to get out into the world, Dan. We want to. This this is a thing that's coming up, and we are going to make this happen. Um, it is part of our Patreon campaign, right? In fact, right. Um, and so right now we're um, it's hard to say exactly what the amount is by the time anybody's listening to it. Sure, it changes. Um, but we're in sort of we're within striking distance of our next goal, which of our- is three hundred dollars. Per episode. Once we get to that goal. Yeah. Uh, and here's the thing. By the way, it may sound like the, like these are kind of far off goals. If if you start to donate, your donation gets other people to donate. Like, yeah. Like it's, it's, it, it seems to snowball. It snowballs. It, it and going. not only that, like your donation to get us to... Because our first thing is to do video. We're going to uh-huh. go video. We're going to go YouTube. We're going to uh-huh. go... Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, about, heard of this, but there's this YouTube thing that's out there. <laughs> and we want to be a part of it. And... Uh, I think I think we're early adopters on this one. I don't think anybody's figured this one out yet. But yeah, I mean that means we'll be have more exposure to more people. Yeah. So anyway, once we get past that, our next goals all involve getting us out to you guys. Yeah. Uh, and so and and that's on our dime. That's uh, if, you know if we get X, if, uh, you know what the amounts are. I don't I don't well, remember what the, the, the first are, but... the first amount that we need to hit to to start doing trips. And we'll do one really soon after we. We hit that is uh, four hundred fifty dollars per episode. Right. So go on to go on to thankgodimatheist.com, Go to the Patreon uh, uh, donor thing. You click on it. You uh, you become a Patreon donor, uh, and then that also accounts as you qualify to have a vote in where oh. we go once oh. we hit once we hit that. Uh, yeah. thing. Yes. In fact. Um, and uh, so it's time we should 
uh, thank mm. our donors. We've renamed the levels. Okay. Right. Uh, that 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 uh, people are donating. Yeah, at. we've just we've decided that we are that that we have have the authority and power <laughs> to, <laughs> to uh, declare to declare who what you are about you. So and so the member the, those donating at one dollar are your members of the faithful. The faithful. The faithful. And uh, so this week I have uh, Michael and Mo. Our faithful, our faithful, our new, our new members faithful, of the faithful listeners, faithful patrons, and then we have uh, beatified uh, patrons as well, Michael Ooh. and David. Ooh, um, and in nomine uh, patriot filiat spiritus sancti, amen. And then we're going to thank, start thanking our top donor every week, every episode, every episode. Our top patron on Patreon. Will be will be labeled and get to keep hold the mantle of savior <laughs> of our show. <laughs> no, and and, and this so, is this is a great and glorious honor. Yes, and who is our savior this week, Frank? Judy. Judy. She's actually been a long time, long time savior, first savior. time caller. <laughs> she. Uh, she. Uh, she. Yeah, she's been around for quite a while, and so thank you so much, Judy, and. Uh, we're just going to keep on mentioning you yeah. every single week until someone else comes along. Yeah. Judy so. is our savior. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thanks, everybody. Hey, Dan. Yo. Have you ever, uh, do you remember back in the, when you were a Mormon? <laughs> I was and, a Mormon. Uh, and, uh, that you, was not my fault. I did not pick that. Did you ever go through tithing settlement? Oh my God. I paid my tithing. Now, now here's the thing. Mormons, like you and I were both raised in the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. uh, and how early do you remember people telling you that you would eventually have the privilege, get to pay tithing. Oh, I don't remember when I didn't pay tithing. Like, because my parents made me pay tithing on my allowance. Right. Let me tell and you so, something, kids. I think I got like a dollar every you, so often. If you go to a Mormon like store, like let, let's say Deseret Book. Deseret Book is a is a bookstore here in Utah, uh, focusing on Mormon books, Mormon uh, things. Yes. Bits and bobs related to Mormonism. One of the things you'll definitely be able to buy is a piggy bank mm. that has a, a little slot for you and a little slot for God. Gross. And, uh, and oh, and usually it's a, three, it's a three thing. There's you, there's your tithing, and then there's saving up for your mission. Oh, gross. If you're Double a boy. Gross. If you're a boy. Mostly yeah. if you're a boy. So I had to. So if I got a dollar. Yeah. I had to put 50 cents into the mission fund mm. for me. Yeah, as you do. And a and 10 cents into an envelope then give it to the to someone in the bishopric. It goes to the Sunday. Can you believe that? Yeah, exactly. Cuz <laughs> and, and I honestly don't remember not doing that. This is how ingrained this is how on lock uh, the Mormons have this tithing thing. Uh, it is 10% it is gross income. Yeah. You don't get to take it away. I mean, some some people actually do cheat and do 
like their net income after yeah. taxes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most go for gross. Well, maybe some tithing deductions, you know, um, <laughs> along the way. Sure. I mean, why should your money be tithed twice, Dan? I guarantee. Because, yeah. like, I guarantee you, my father-in-law, <laughs> like, will take any takes uh, takes like, the kids' allowance off the top. He might pay tithing on it. He might because he assumes they're paying tithing like, on he, it. He he. Hey, this man. <laughs> will know the angles he wants to pay he feels obligated to pay and he will pay <laughs> but he will not pay a penny more than is necessary right tithing deductions by the way are that's not a thing no that's not I, a thing. I just kind of made that up but it's a funny idea because my parent i was paying double tithing my yeah. parents gave me money that was already tithed oh right right and then they expected me to pay tithing on it well, yeah, that doesn't seem right to me. That doesn't seem right to me either. No. Uh, the here's here's the thing. How would they know though? The church. The church. Pff, you can just pay them whatever you want. It's not like they know. It's not like it's not like you're. I mean, yeah. surely it's like you know, with the Catholics, you're sitting in your pew. Mm-hmm. Or you know, here comes the plate. Mm-hmm. And and when you when you feel moved to you throw uh, you throw some bucks on the plate. No 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 that's not what the Mormons do. The Mormons have there's this envelope. Right? Uh-huh. At least this is how it was when we were kids. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe there's a PayPal account you can I'll send guarantee it you that you can do it online now. <laughs> but there was an envelope, right? That right. You pick up, and it had a little um, a little form that had okay. that was self duplicating. Did a little carbon copy, right? Yeah. Uh, and you would fill it out. You put your name on it. Yeah, yeah. And important information, you know, I, probably your address and whatnot. I can't remember. Sure. And the ward that you're in, and you would uh, write out your tithing amount. Right. And then there were other lines. There was like the missionary fund. There was uh, fast offering. There was there were a couple other things I can't remember what they all were. Sure, and you total it all up, and you either write a check if you're an adult, put it in there with it, or if you're a kid, you put your twenty five cents in, and uh, and they keep a record of that. That form gets put into a ledger or some sort of Excel spreadsheet or whatever they do now. Right, right? and at the end of the year, they sit you down. With the bishop, you have to sign up for a time. You show up, you talk to the bishop, and they have the total that you have given over the course of the year. Indeed. And they show it to you. The bishop does. You're, he, yeah, you're, he's looking directly in your eye, and he asks you if this represents a full tithe. And, uh, and it's a very intimidating experience. And you know you're going to get this next year, too. Happens every year. You know that every year there's going to be a moment where you have to look your bishop directly in the eye, tithing settlement, and say either, yes, this is a full tithe, uh-huh. or here, let me no, pull out the checkbook. I guess it's and not. Settle up. Right. And because you're given that, op- you're given that opportunity. Right? Or, I, I mean, and now, mind you, you could say, no, it's not a full tithe. I don't intend to pay a full tithe. And then there goes your temple recommend. And you'd think, oh no, they're not going to let me into the most boring part of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> one of the most boring churches in the world, they're not going to let me participate in their most boring ceremony. Well, no, it's a big deal not it's a big to have deal. your 
temple recommend. Well, you can't go to to Mormon weddings, right? If your you if your niece uh, gets married, you will be conspicuously absent. Well, and what about that calling that you have? Mm-hmm. That, Gives you a nice little position in your community. Right. You know, all of these things. You're a righteous member of the church. And basically it, I mean, so they say, no, you know, your tithing is between you and God. Right. And sort of your bishop. (laughs) Well, the bishop definitely interjects himself into it. But it's not just that, because if you don't go to Susie's wedding, Mm -hmm. everyone in the family asks why. Right. If you're not suddenly, oh. if you suddenly don't have your calling anymore in the church, everybody, oh, what's going on with Brother Johnson? I know. What is going on? Yeah. So the social pressure to pay up. They have it all worked out. They got it down. <laughs> it's a, and, and let me tell you something. Here, here, Frank, let's just act something out. Okay. You and I have not planned this. Okay. I do not know. What your response is going to be, except okay. that I know that you'll know how to do this. Okay. So you're going to be bishop. Okay. You're Bishop Feldman. Yes. And I'm I'm Brother Beecher. I'm going to come in for tithing settlement, and I'm going to say, uh, Bishop, I'm so sorry. We we haven't paid a full tithe. It's been a really tough year, and we haven't been able to afford to pay a full tithe. <laughs> we needed that money for our food and everything. Well, brother, brother yeah. Beecher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Should we should <laughs> surely I, surely I, we are I, correct I, in in assuming <laughs> that we should pay we should feed our family no. and keep the, uh, the money for ourselves no, in this circumstance. No, 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 no. What? You pay the full tithe first. What? But I can't. But then I can't afford food. You pay the full tithe first, and then the church will make up the difference for you. The then, Lord provide. That's right. right. So the bishop's storehouse will provide you with food. Come to the bishop, and. Uh, you know, he'll write you out a little uh, a check to cover your rent, to cover your mortgage, to cover your cell phone. This isn't a permanent car, solution to pay your car insurance. They will start to pay. They'll pay whatever needs to be paid for while you get your, yourself back on your feet. If you're a full tithe payer. Right. If you have been a full tithe payer. If not. You're going to be on the outside of that one. Yeah. You're not going to get the full benefit of the church social. Uh, we, we got a safety, safety net, net for you. Yeah. Uh, sure. You won't be, uh, you, you know, you'll, you'll have fewer options in terms of what you get to choose from in, in terms of your food because we'll be, uh, we'll be, basically they give, they let you go to uh, this the Bishop's storehouse, storehouse of food, the Bishop's grocery store. It's really weird. Uh, they I've have, never been in one. I, I have never been in one either, but I've eaten the food out of them. Yeah. Uh, I've heard know, like the, the bread is good. It's and, fine. Yeah. I mean, know? there's salsa. They have salsa. The Bishop Storehouse salsa? Uh-huh. Is it like Jeez. branded out? It's or like, is it like... <laughs> it should be. Or is it like the Dharma Initiative food? It's, it's Where it's just <laughs> like a white label and it just says salsa. It's closer to in that. Black. It's closer to that. But it's, I mean, it's, they actually try to make it nice. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they don't want you to be embarrassed when, you know, sister so-and-so opens the, your fridge and to put a casserole oh, that she brought you no. and you, you know, and it's just all Dharma initiative and food. it's all just white labels in there. <laughs> no, apparently like, I mean, they, they, they can, uh, fruit and vegetables, uh, in their own thing. And, and I mean, they are, they, they give Dole a run for their money in terms of canning and like prepping food <laughs> and sending it, you know. I thought, okay. 
I was like, dull? Not Bob like the Dole. Dole. I thought oh. being on the Dole. No, that's what it means. It refers to getting canned pineapple from the company, <laughs> from the Dole Corporation. Being um, on the Dole. But um, yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they are totally pro-welfare uh, as long as it's, it's issued by the church. Right. When it's under their control and when they're giving it out to their people. Um, they're more than, more than happy so, to, 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 to let their people be on their welfare. Right. But the people who are not part of their community, well, fuck you. Right. You know, every and, now and uh, then, every now and then you'll hear about a bishop opening the, the bishop's storehouse to the family that's to the non-Mormon family that's in need. Really? Oh yeah. I've never heard of that one. Just be, really? I mean, it's just like this very rare thing that they'll do. But like if they feel the spirit is moving them to be charitable oh or something. Oh, my God. But the main thing is what we're talking about is there's an answer to everything. If you don't want to pay your tithing, believe me, you, you're going to pay your tithing. Yeah. There's, there's an answer to it. If you think that you don't you shouldn't have to pay because, you know, X, Y or Z. Right. No, no. The, anybody who. Like, while you're on church assistance, you're still required to pay a tithing on whatever little income you might be getting. Right. You still have to give 10%. A full tithe. And all well, time. Well, and, and, and what they'll tell you is, listen, that full tithe, that's that, basically that's your payout. Right. That's your buy-in to the fabulous world of God where everything is ha handled perfectly blessings yeah. will full flow but you know you don't want to cut off the blessing you're you're having train. To come to us for almost everything right now right but give us 10% of that little bit of dignity right that that you've that you've out, gone out and earned yourself no no you no, know no. You, you like yeah exactly it's, you it's really it's it's shitty it is shitty but they're going to tell you that it's all about uh, it's all about faith, faith, and uh, and and your love for the and, Lord. And do you and want gross blessings or net blessings, Dan? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'll bet that's been used. Somebody, my has... mom says that. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you it, could you could pay on uh, on your net income. Uh huh. You know, but don't eh. you want? gross blessings i think all blessings are gross i think i think the whole damn shakedown is pretty fucking gross <laughs> oh the mormons have it on lock let me tell you ladies and gentlemen there's no there's nobody does it quite like them it's these these people are organized and i mean i don't know i we, it would be interesting to compare how effective psychologically the mormon shakedown is Versus the 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 Scientology shakedown, hmm. Because they got different shakedowns, but Scientology's yeah. got a good one too. Yeah, but like Scientology's, it's it's really sick. Of course it is. Like like the Mormon the Mormon one is gross. The Scientology one is is truly sick. Is disturbing. disturbing. I mean the the. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to compare these things because I don't want to defend the Mormon system in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> right? Um, but Scientology has, they probably have something on the Mormons. Because yeah. it's the way that they, they have all those little levels and mm -hmm. they, they, I mean, they just extract money. Well, and, and they're, they're shameless yeah. about it. Like, this is at least, they, they, the Mormons at least pretend like it's between you and God. 
Right. Right. Whereas the stuff I've heard about Scientology, they don't really mince words. Like, well, I mean, Scientology is so the more the Mormon uh, the Mormon pitch is get right with God. Right. You know, if you're not paying your full ten percent, you're not right with God. The Scientology pitch isn't about God. It's get right with you. You are so close to being free of your thetans. Yeah. But you're not there yet. Yeah. I really want to level you up, but the only way I can do that is if you give me X number of dollars. Right. If you can... And they know they know how much money you have. Oh, they know everything about yeah. you. Yeah. You have to give them everything. Yeah. And at least the Mormons stop at slightly over 10%. Yeah. Like, because they don't do, like, there used to be the shakedown of, like, if they needed a new building. Oh, right. Way back in the day. Then everyone in the ward would be like, would, oh, hey, you God. guys, we need more money. Right. And they stopped doing that right. a long time ago. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's a it's a huge burden. I think about the amount of money that my parents gave through the years. Oh, my God. And it's, it's mortifying. Um you know, and yeah. it's not like we were a wealthy family, mm, you know? No. So you think about what the Romneys give, right? you know, or Mind the Huntsmans. You, they can write it all off. Yeah. it's it, The government sees it as charitable giving. Yeah, which is bullshit. It yeah. ain't, but that's yeah. what they see it as. No, I know. So there you go. Yeah, so when you look at, like... It's more, it's, it's, when you look at Mitt Romney's charitable giving, if, and, and, you know, it's 10% of his income, <laughs> that's one thing. Then when you look at somebody like, uh, like, uh, Warren Buffett, who recently, did you see the thing that he did? Uh-uh. When, when Trump at the, uh, at the second, um, debate said, uh, you know, I would release my, my, ta- or I don't, he said something about, you know, yes, I took all of the all of the deductions. And so I oh, haven't right. paid my my taxes. I haven't paid taxes for blah, blah, blah. Warren Buffett would do the same thing. George Soros would do the same thing. Buffett, like the next day, released his taxes and was like, no, look, I pay taxes. I pay them every year. I have done since like 1943. Right. It's just it- at a rate lower than my secretary. And that's wrong. Right. And that's his line. And not only that, he also since he released his taxes was able to show that he gave like almost 3 billion dollars to charity jesus christ 3 billion and that's to that's not to some church right i think most of it was to the bill and melinda gates foundation no way so uh good lord so yeah don't be as impressed by mitt as you are by somebody like like that yeah buffett's throwing serious change yeah. down to actual charities so yeah, that's amazing a church is not. Although, think of how many jars of salsa Mitt Romney has provided <laughs> for his fellow Mormons. Well, that comes out of the 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 fast offering. And yes, I'm sure he has. He gives a nice fast offering, right? Right. That's, but your fast offering is that's not only, even the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's only supposed to be your uh, the value of the meals, the two meals that you skipped. Right. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's, that's the that's guideline. A, this is a whole other so, giving thing. This is a whole other shakedown that we're right. talking here. I assume that a wealthy <laughs> family would probably not get out the calculator and figure it out. No. Right. They're probably going to give a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Right. Right. So that's monthly. Right. That's every month. Uh, is There's one thousand. Sunday yeah. that's, that's considered fast Sunday and you're supposed to fast, meaning you don't eat uh, a couple meals. And then you give the money that you would have spent on those meals to the uh, to the salsa 
<laughs> to the fund. salsa fund. Yeah. Um, no, like he's built a lot of temples. Yeah, that's what he's done. That's true. Yeah. Well, if you'd like to to uh, discuss your uh, experiences with church salsa, you can write to us podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com. Or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. That's true. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It's a closed group, but we'll let you in. Hey, if you would like to achieve sainthood, beatification... If you would like to uh, to to be numbered among the the faithful, the, holy. the holiest of members of of our listening audience, go to go to our webpage. Uh, that's thankgodimatheist.com and click on the Patreon button, uh, and you can sign up to be a patron. And we will say your name and uh, and make claims of your of your value <laughs> on our program. All right. All right, well, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her help online. Yes, uh, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their fine, fine music. And thank you, dear listener, for listening. We sure do appreciate it when you do. Bye! Bye!